What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not come back to the why I never every job occupation a through z from the trash man to the ceo and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job too i'm your host coach thompson and today we have a very special guest with us it is tage broombot now tage has been a corporate banker for well over a decade advocating to achieve with what you already have versus trying to figure out what you think you need to succeed. Now, his love is the art of managing professional and personal relationships, stating that it's about communication, negotiation, and presentation. And he's got a lot to share with us today. So, Tej, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Go, Tej, how you feeling today, man? Feeling well. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Now, Tej, um, again, this is we, we, we got a lot to go over here today. So I really just want to dive in and get right up into these questions. Now, why did you become a corporate banker slash, um, you know, even all the all the stuff that you do? Did just the just the base of your work is just very good to me. So why, why did you why? Why do you do what you do today? Well, when I started uh, in school, I basically did it because the research said that's where you made big money. And unless I was going to go to school for 10 years, be a doctor or a lawyer or otherwise, this was a path of least resistance from an education standpoint. But it was the ability to do something that I think I, I wanted, which was developing relationships, working with people um, and just helping other people to succeed, whether it's companies or people. And that's kind of how I not say fall into it, but. Listen, I'm not a scholastic guy by any means, but I'm good with people. And I knew that at a young age and I just leveraged that. And that was kind of my inroads to getting into banking. Very nice. Very nice. So what was the process like? What was the what, what, when did it dawn on you that all right, this is something that I, I want to keep doing um, and I'm like passionate about? When I first, I, I almost gave up uh, a million times because of the fact that man, most of the people in my business were much more educated than me, much smarter or they had better connections than me, like their parents also did the same thing and they got them better promotions or whatever it might be. For me, it was really, I learned that I can outwork. If, if in other words, if someone's better than me or they have a bigger pedigree than me, I just learned that if I outthrust them, outwork them, just out horsepower them, I could achieve even more. And at a young age, I learned if you work hard enough, focus it and you have the discipline. Uh, and and the, the fourth part of that is enjoying, right? You have to at least semi-enjoy what you're doing because if you despise it or you don't like it, you should try to find something else. For me, I enjoy people. I figured banking was a vehicle for me to deal with people, CEOs, uh, executives, companies, et cetera. So finding that bridge to help others, companies uh, build, et cetera, that was my go-to. That's when I realized that uh, that's my vehicle and how I can work with people. That was really, for me, why I enjoy it. Very nice. Very nice. And um, what do you feel that, I mean, just to dig a little deeper, do you, do you, what, what were some childhood hobbies and habits that you think matriculated into who you became today? That's an easy one. So growing up, I got in a, a lot of fights, got picked on because A, I was the only minority in the area and in the school, uh, and I happened to be pretty chubby as well. So those two things really worked against me. So initially, I became a pretty good fighter, and then I realized I can't keep doing this. So what can I do with it? I learned that 
if I can't control certain things, what can I control? My, my instrument, which is my mouth. So everybody can control that. I figured out a way to use that to my advantage to be funny. I was like, I was like the clown in the class, uh, funny, affable, likable. And I developed friendships. I got out of fights. I learned to build friendships. So I was forced into it. But the, the business and entrepreneurial and life motto there, take what you got. And if it's not working, do everything you can to fix it. For me, I was sick of being the weirdo uh, in, 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 a, in a only minority in the area. So I use my wit and my comedy and my gift of gab that I trained myself to have the gift of gab to my advantage. And that's when I realized if I could do this, if I, if I went from being the one out of 100 uh, weirdo to people like me now, they understand me, there's something there. And I realized when you speak with someone and you bring them value and you make it fun and there's content, it's a combination of everything, right? Like everything else. You can't be extreme. You have to have a little bit of everything, a little bit of content, a little bit of affability, a little bit of relativity. And I just realized that bled into, as I got older, professional relationships, et cetera. So that was my, that was for me, it was it, was building relationships work in any scenario. Very nice. Very nice. Makes a lot of sense to me. So uh, what, what is an average day like for you as a corporate banker? The day-to-day is very unusual. It's not the same uh, because the fact that right now I'm an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur for the last few years. When I worked at the big banks, the day was very simple. Keep your clients happy. Go out and get more clients work deals. Now I'm a man of many hats. Um, the CEO, I'm one of the partners. I'm the go-to analyst. I do everything, right? So every day looks different, but it's expansion always and in every way expanding. So whether it's taking calls with um, go-getters like yourself, expanding our brand, um, calling more clients, keeping the current clients happy. Every day is about keeping the network, myself, our team, and everybody that we deal with happy. How can we do more for them? So whether it's just a check-in call, whether it's a new business development call, whether it's working on a deal, expansion is the key code that I use every day. Um, as So it's not the same, but it is because every day holds something different, but you have to have the discipline of knowing every day you wake up, you need to pay the bills every day in your mind, uh, metaphorically and obviously physically. So. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. So what do you enjoy the most about what you do? That's an easy one. The most thing that I love every day waking up for is we're helping companies. We're helping companies grow. So when a company says, hey, we're in growth mode, we want to buy this technology, we want to buy this company, we need to borrow $30 million, we basically advise them on how to do it. And then we go out and get them the money they need so then they can grow, they can build their new product so people like you and I can enjoy their product, whatever it might be. So that to me is the best part of it, how I get there. I build the relationships the same way you and I are talking, even in the Wall Street Journal, when you read about a billion dollar takeover that happens, it starts with two people. It starts with the CEO of each company having this conversation and saying, why are you good for me? Why am I good for you? And then once they figure out that that's there, the likability, the relativity of each other's there, then they expand outward and that deal gets done. So for me, it's building these one-on-ones to then build with teams and then fund companies to help them grow. So that's what I love to do. That's my passion. And fortunately, I found a way to use my passion as my career. Very, very nice. And of course, the back end of that question is, what do you enjoy the least? Funny, people think I'm a numbers guy. And when it comes to, I enjoy poker. So I understand numbers. I do them pretty well. But the mechanics of it, that's the least part of it for me is, 
hey, I have to work this deal. So working a $50 million deal means I have to read 30, 40 pages of a write-up. I have to write up five, six pages, underwrite it, present it to the bank. You have to go back and forth on 30, 40, 50 emails. And it could be anywhere from two, three, four months to one to two years of work to do a $50, $60 million deal. And it's all paperwork, writing, and reading. And when you're reading to enjoy, it's one thing. When you're reading and writing numbers, for me, that's the least part of it. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. So uh, this this is no doubt, without a doubt, my favorite question. And that is, do you think that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in the career, in your career today? Partially. And I say partially because, in, especially in my field, in the corporate and investment banking world, most people have multiple degrees. So the grades do help. But the best way to, the best analogy is the grades open the door. Everything else you do beyond it is what keeps the door open. So for me, I went to a state school. I went up against guys and gals from Princeton, Harvard, Ivy League. So for me, grades weren't as important because even if I had a 4.0, which I had nowhere near that, even if I had that, I wouldn't be able to compete with a state name behind uh, someone from Ivy League. So for me, it was outwork them, be more creative, um, out hustle, whatever you want to call it, bring more value as a person than everybody else. So Grades will help most people, obviously. If, if I have a choice, yes, I would have done a little bit better in school. But at the end of the day, I just outworked everybody and showed the value to the companies that I interview with. And eventually they said, this guy makes us more money than some of these people, even with the biggest degrees, because I outworked them because I had so much to prove. So that's kind of the, the thesis of it. Very nice. Very nice. And I really want to just highlight that point of adding value, because a lot of people miss the point of um, the reason that people are hiring in the first place or even just uh, trying to acquire you in the first place. The the reason why they're looking for somebody to hire is to add value in whatever way that they uh, in whatever way that they need. So if you show them that you can add value to them, if in, in sufficiently, if not more outstandingly, um, you will get the job no matter what. They will pay you as long as you can add value. That's what you need to focus on. You need to focus on adding value to your employer, adding value to whatever you want to do, adding value to the, the people you want to impact, adding value to just everything. That's that's the way that you become marketable, profitable, anything that you want to be. You just have to add value first. Add value. Um, now, uh, I, w- this next question, I'm going to break it down a little bit for you. So what do you feel that your impact is? And when I say impact, I mean, what are you devoted to? Which, what are you devoted to doing? What's your devotion? My devotion would absolutely, in having everyone that interacts with me, enjoy life with me. Everything I do is with a passion. Yes, yeah, sometimes I'm too bold. I'm too loud, whatever it might be. But for me, it's I just live and love everything that I do and people around me feel it. And they always say what you are is what people think of you. And for me, it's people love my energy. And the one word they always use me is you. I love your energy, because for me, I don't want to do something. In other words, if I'm not going to do a big, I'm not going to do it. Everything, even this interview, the way I'm talking to you, I'm flailing my hands because I love your questions. I love your I love the ethos of what you're doing to help people figure themselves out so they can be fruitful in whatever they take on and enjoy it. That's how I live. So whether it's my personal relationships, whether it's my contacts like yourself, or whether it's our clients, enjoy what you do, bring value like you said, but also I can have all the content in the world. It's uh, The best analogy would be I can have the best tasting food. If I don't present it in an appetizing manner, 
in a nice setting, you're probably not going to come into the restaurant to want to try it if you don't know me. So for me, it's not just the content, but it's also the presentation, right? So it's fun, enjoyable, make the best of every interaction. That's really for me is everything, whether it's going out for a walk with someone, I want to have a conversation, this call with you, to being on a call for two hours with a client, it all comes down to making it enjoyable, keeping their focus, making it relevant for everybody. Because if everybody in the conversation wins, then they want to come back. But if it's one way, it never works. Very nice. Very nice. And I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with everything you're saying. You actually remind me a lot of, um, I don't know if you know who Patrick David is, but I interviewed, yeah, I, I, I interviewed Patrick David. And again, he was, he had the same type of energy and he's very, um, I, I don't remember the last, last time I was checked, he had like 2 million subscribers on YouTube or something like that. But like, he's very, um, passionate about every, every time he speaks, you can feel the passion just bouncing off of his, every word just is, is very whatever. And I, I get the same feeling uh, when I talk to you. So, um, I just wanted to point that out real quick. So, but again, you've been given excellent, excellent, excellent in, uh, advice during this interview, but if there's just one, one piece of advice that you could give to somebody out there listening, who would like to be in the position that you're in a day, what would it be? Wow. Um, I'm going to try to keep it to one and cut me off. Cause there's a few points that I'd want to pick out. Um, if I was talking to myself back in my 20s or anybody who's getting into the game, always learn, improve, and adapt. And that goes for my peers who run other firms, who are senior MDs uh, making a ton of money, whatever it might be, or someone who's fresh, 18, out of high school, and they're not sure where to go. It comes down to whatever you do, do it well, always look to improve, and then adapt on it. Um, and learn from it so you're better than yesterday. That's the first and foremost thing I'll give to anybody. And people forget that it's easy to fall prey to, well, I know this, so I'm going to keep doing this. That doesn't mean that you can't keep doing that, but always learn and prove, especially now at research, um, information is so easily and readily available. I absorb now more in reading online than when I first started when no one really did the online thing 15, 20 years ago. It was more actual books. So now you have access to so much utilize it. That's the first thing. And if I can add one more, seek advice and mentorship. Go out. And I tried, but I couldn't find any real mentors, but I just absorbed from who I could when I started. So I was kind of on my own. But if you have an opportunity to seek a mentor, cold call a mentor, go look him up on LinkedIn, on social media. Um, even this Patrick or David, who's the man. And I, I, by the way, I'm flabbergasted that you would even compare me to that guy. He's amazing. Um, so one day, trust if me, I could trust be, me, you, you got, you got what Patrick has. Trust me when I say you've got what Patrick has. We, again, I've had, I've held a full interview, just like the interview we're having right now. Uh, his lasted about 45 minutes though, because yeah, again, Patrick, but David breaks down a story and tells it with perfect illustration. So, mm -hmm. but it, you, you give me that same exact, exact vibe and energy. So, um, yeah. And, um, with the, with your mentor thing that you were just talking about, um, that is very, the, the whole purpose of the podcast is mentorship of this podcast is mentorship. We're, we're trying to give you somebody who you guys can relate to, a story that you can hear, that you can um, get insights from this person. And it, whether it be you or Patrick McDavid or anybody else I've interviewed, I, I interview every job just so that somebody out there who doesn't have a real life mentor can look through the list of jobs that I have interviewed already and get that advice, get that mentorship, get that get that story that they might be missing or the, the, that piece of the puzzle that they might be missing to get up and go do it. Um, so again, I really love that advice right there. And is there anything that you want to wrap up with? Uh, sure. And uh, A, I want to say thanks for reaching out, man. This was an awesome interview. And I love 
what you're doing. That's the most important because you're doing something that there's a huge need in the market, but a lot of people don't do it. So that's why I love what you're doing. Um, and recently, obviously, because I've been a corporate banker, the very stories that I'm telling you of how I succeeded by trial and error, I always tell people, I've had 10,000 losses, cuts, bruises, and scrapes and failures to get to my 10, 20 big successes. The one thing, if there's one meme I would create right now, fail, failures equal growth. The more failures you have, the more you're going to grow. That's a guarantee. That doesn't mean that you won't be successful without them. Look, God bless you if you can get through life without failures. But people who had the most failures, the biggest, I'm sure if you ask Patrick or David how many failures when he started out that he had, I'm sure he's got thousands of stories. But failures equal growth is the big takeaway that I give to you. Um, and kind of tying into mentorship that you're talking about. We started a company recently out of this COVID uh, environment that we're in because banking and everything else took a hit and slowed down. People reached out to me and said, Tasha, how are you finding clients? How are you doing business? Well, I adapted. I couldn't go out to walk out on Park Avenue in Midtown. We're not going to events. We're not seeing clients in their um, places of business. How are you finding business? Zoom calls, Skype calls, calling people on LinkedIn, setting up Zoom calls, doing the quote unquote networking via Zoom, via Skype, that I would do at an actual event that's not going to happen for the next two years. So from that, we formed Tage Takeaways, which really is a way to help people who might not be comfortable with video calling, who might not be comfortable with business development, but they're good at what they do. How can they become better? Or you might be really good at what you do, but you want to go from A player to GOAT status. I have books written over the last 15 years of what I've done wrong, so you can avoid it. And then here's the solution of how I did it right. So you can learn from my mistakes. You don't have to make my mistakes to do what I did. And that's kind of the, the closing thought of, I love our both of our um, quintessence of what we say lines up. You want to help people. I want to help people. And this is a good way to do it is taking what you have and making the most of it. Very, very nice. And please leave the leave the the links to all of that stuff. So the I want the website, the social media, any social media books. I want to leave all that in the link in the description below. So if you could just please shout everything out that you want to promote, please do so. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So uh, very simple. Tagebrombot.com. That's T-E-J dot. Uh, actually, it's T-E-J-B-R-A-H-M-B-H-A-T-T.com. That's basically my personal brand that I've developed as a banker, as a coach over the last five, six years. Uh, a trainer of salespeople. That's my brand. It tells my story. I basically go into some of the stories of where I almost gave up, but I didn't. And like they always say, the most growth happens in the last mile of a race. The, the, the further you get in the race, the lonelier it gets. That's kind of the growth of our experience. So tagebrombrot.com, it's about more about me. And Tage Takeaways is the brand for the training and the coaching, whether it's on Twitter, on LinkedIn, or um, Instagram, Tage Takeaways is the handle for that. And obviously, I'm an investment banker. I'm always going to do deals for my companies. I love funding them, helping them grow. But my vehicle is banking. That's how I help people. But if I peel it back one layer, it's I love the interaction with everyone. And the better that interaction is with negotiation, communication, and presentation, the more likely of a mutual win for everyone involved. So I kind of get to teach both things that I love, banking, and how did I get those banking wins those two things is what I do. So, and I really appreciate your time and I love what you're doing. Definitely keep this up because there's not a lot of people doing this and there's a huge need for it. So if I can support you in any way, I'm happy to do whatever you need. If you ever want to help, whatever it might be, happy to help you. Thank you so much. And again, uh, 
he gave an excellent, 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 excellent interview. Please, everybody, please check out the link in the description below. Please check him out. Um, now, folks, as you know, there are three types of work. A job, a career, and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Taze help you find it here today. Folks, that is a wrap. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a review so that someone else can discover it too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at YI Network for episode updates, weekly takeaways, quotes of the week, and much, much more. And if you or somebody else you know is passionate about their job and would like to share their story, email us at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Talk to you soon, folks. And I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. I'm persistent. I'm willing to go the distance. I feel like I'm up on the mount like I'm pitching. I'm fighting the more.